Arizona's midterms are in full swing. If you signed up for an early ballot, you've probably already received it. And you might be wondering just who are these candidates really? The gaggle and the Arizona Republic's political team are connecting with candidates so you can hear them make their case to voters in their own words. This is part of a series of special bonus episodes of The Gaggle throughout the voting period. I'm Kaylee Monahan, one of the producers for The Gaggle. In this bonus episode, we're diving into the Attorney General's race. The candidates are Republican Abe Hamada and Democrat Chris Mays. One of them will be replacing Republican Attorney General Mark Bernovich. Hamada is a U.S. Army Reserve Intelligence Officer and former prosecutor for the Maricopa County Attorney's Office. He defeated five rivals in the August primary for the Republican nomination for Attorney General. He is also backed by former President Trump. Abe Hamada says he wants to prioritize the Attorney General's, quote, election integrity unit, end quote. He does not believe that Joe Biden won the 2020 presidential election. And he told the Arizona Republic in an earlier interview that he would prosecute the 2020 election fraud and, quote, secure the 2024 election so when Donald Trump runs and wins again in 2024, everyone will know it's legitimate, end quote. Chris Mays, the Democratic nominee for attorney general, is a licensed attorney and professor of practice at the Sandra Day O'Connor College of Law at Arizona State University. Born and raised in Prescott, Mays had a journalism career at the Phoenix Gazette and the Arizona Republic before she went to law school. She was appointed to the Arizona Corporation Commission by former Governor Janet Napolitano in 2003. She twice won election and served on the commission for seven years, including as chair. The issues that Mays has prioritized include combating the fentanyl crisis, investigating elder abuse and neglect, increasing funds for consumer protection, holding wealthy companies accountable, and working with the federal government to ensure border security. Abe Hamada did not respond to requests to participate in this interview. You will hear our politics reporter, Tara Kavaler, asking the questions to Chris Mays. Discuss the AG's role of representing state agencies as its counsel. And are there any instances where you would side against an agency? And how would you resolve a conflict between a personal political conviction and the duties of the office? Uh, representing the state's uh, agencies is one of the core duties of the Attorney General, and I would take this responsibility very, very seriously. Um, and I will provide unvarnished um, legal advice to our state agencies, provide them the best advice that I can as their Attorney General. Uh, if there's a conflict between the advice that I provide and what the state agency um, believes or, or wants to do, I'll go through a, a multi-step process. The first step is that I will sit down with the agency director, um, provide my, my best advice, have a confidential dialogue with them, um, and talk about their views and my view of the law. If there's still a conflict after that conversation, the step that I think is necessary for any attorney general uh, who is remaining faithful to her ethical obligations 
is to hire outside counsel for the state agency um, and to recuse myself uh, from any matter where I have already provided uh, advice to the state agency. Um, that's really important. I think that's where Mark Bernovich got himself into trouble uh, with the state bar of Arizona on several matters. And so the, 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 you know, so there are a number of steps that you would have to take um, if there was a conflict with a state agency. I'm hoping that won't be the case. I'm hoping in most instances, and I think in the vast majority of instances, a good attorney general can sit down with her state agencies, provide um, solid legal advice, talk the issues through, and come to, to a, a resolution that's best for the state of Arizona. And this is kind of along those lines, but um, an attorney general might be involved with multi-state litigation. So some cases might be consumer-oriented, but other lawsuits might be politically charged. How would you allocate time and resources spent on these cases? Well, first of all, multi-state uh, lawsuits can be uh, a really powerful tool to hold bad actors accountable and return uh, funds to uh, to the victims of fraud, um, especially consumer fraud uh, that, that's happening uh, uh, across states. So I would anticipate being involved in multi-state uh, litigation whenever it can be shown that there will be um, significant benefits to the people of Arizona. So I think a, a lot of the litigation, um, the, a lot of the most powerful multi-state litigation that, that has occurred in the last 10 to 15 years has tended to be around consumer protection. Um, uh, you know, a good example is the opioid settlements uh, that, that were, were um, made in the past few years. Um, Arizona received about $540 million from the opioid settlement that was um, finalized. So I would look for cases that bring direct, tangible benefits to the people of Arizona. What I'm not looking for is to pick um, political frivolous fights the way the current attorney general has done with this office. I, I think that um, far too often in the last four years, the current AG um, has engaged in high-profile, frivolous, highly charged political lawsuits that got us nowhere but cost us a lot of money. So that those would be my parameters, and, um, and I'm going to stick with that. It certainly looks like my opponent um, seems to be going down the, the political track that, that uh, the current attorney general is on. And I think that's not in the best interest of Arizonans. The attorney general have a duty to defend all statutes, regardless of whether he or she disagrees with them. The attorney general has a, the duty to defend all constitutional statutes. And, um, and so when I'm attorney general, people of Arizona can expect me to uphold the rule of law to um, follow and enforce uh, statutes that are constitutional. Um, but when I raise my right hand I will all, I, to take the oath of office in January, I will be um, vowing to uphold not only the Arizona constitutional constitution, but also the federal constitution. 
Um, and uh, in so doing, I will uh, not be allowed to enforce unconstitutional statutes. And one ex- example of that would be the 1901 ban on abortion, which I believe violates uh, the express right to privacy in Arizona's Constitution, Article 2, Section 8, which states that no person shall be interfered with in their home or in their private affairs. And I don't think that there is anything more private than what a woman does with her body. So I believe that all three of the trigger laws on abortion in Arizona right now, the 1901 ban, which would put doctors and nurses in prison for abortion care, the personhood law, which gives legal rights to embryos, and the 15-week ban, which has no exception for rape or incest. Actually, all of these laws have no exceptions for rape or incest. I believe all three of them are unconstitutional, and that is why I'm saying we will not enforce them. So what makes you best suited to be Arizona's attorney general? So I want to be a lawyer for the people of Arizona, um, all the people, whether uh, you're a Republican, independent, or a Democrat. Um, And I want to to return the attorney general's office to its core mission, which is to protect the people of Arizona, to prosecute consumer fraud, to prosecute elder abuse, to go after and tackle the fentanyl crisis that we have in the state, and to have an attorney general who will protect Arizona's precious natural resources, especially our water supplies. And... um, I also uh, intend to be an AG who will stand up for the rule of law, our constitution, and our elections. Um, My opponent uh, is not doing that. He has said that he would like to decertify the 2020 election and wouldn't have certified the 2020 election. I think that's dangerous, it's illegal, um, and we need an attorney general who will support our election systems, which are safe, secure, and amongst the, the, the best run elections in the country. So I, I think I would uh, make a, a, a great attorney general from the standpoint of doing the job of attorney general and depoliticizing this office, which has been deeply politicized by the current attorney general, Mark Brunovich, over the last four years. I would add that uh, I bring the greatest amount of experience to this job of the two folks who are running for attorney general. I I served two terms as an Arizona Corporation Commissioner uh, from 2003 to 2010. We prosecuted um, civil securities fraud when I was on the commission and returned tens of millions of dollars to the people of of Arizona and the victims of, of fraud. We uh, held the utilities accountable, um, uh, and we also passed our state's uh, ambitious renewable energy standard and energy efficiency standard, both of which have saved billions of gallons of water for the state of Arizona and um, hundreds of millions of dollars for our ratepayers. So I think uh, that experience um, sets me up well to be the next attorney general and to protect and serve the people of Arizona. That wraps up this bonus episode of The Gaggle's 2022 midterm Q&As. Thanks again to Tara Kavaler for conducting the interview. 
Thanks again to Tara Kavler for conducting the interview. You can follow her work online at azcentral.com and on Twitter at Kavler Tara. That's K-A-V-A-L-E-R-T-A-R-A, no spaces. You can follow me at Kaylee Monahan. That's K-A-E-L-Y-M-O-N-A-H-A-N. Keep up to date with all our episodes by subscribing to The Gaggle, wherever you get your podcasts. And stand by for more candidate Q&As by The Gaggle and the Arizona Republic.